Hey folks, and welcome to the Ritz Report. It is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022, and thank you for joining me on today's show. Uh, Today, folks, today, thank you for being here, and it's all about COVID. The COVID narrative in front of us is collapsing (laughs) in real time, um, and it's sort of amazing to watch the things that are going on. It's sort of amazing to watch. Uh, send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred to Ritz at RitzReport.com. I love the old email way uh, if you want to go that way. You can also check me on the socials, Twitter or Instagram, the gram, at RitzReport. And I'm on Getter, and my name on Getter is Alex Ritz. So check me out there. Folks, folks, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the Fox News Sunday show that featured CDC director Rochelle Walensky. If you haven't seen this, and I am going to play a number of clips from the show today, it was an abomination. (laughs) I have never seen a person go on TV and embarrass themselves the way that Walensky went on and did in this interview. Brett Baer, whether you like or dislike Fox News, whether you like or dislike Brett Baer, he was a gentleman. He asked very even-handed questions, and she literally didn't have an answer for anything. All she kept saying was, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And the amazing thing about that is that was Sunday. Monday, you had the CEO of Pfizer come out and say that, "Eh, you know, the safety profile of these quote-unquote vaccines is not quite exactly what we hoped it would be. Sorry. (laughs) swing and a miss. Not exactly what we'd hoped it would be. And, oh, by the way, two shots, yeah, not really effective. Doesn't really do anything at all. Oh, that would have been nice to know a while back, don't you think? Isn't he the same guy when he was asked if he was getting the vaccine? He was like, no, why would I do that? I'm totally healthy. I don't need a vaccine. So anyway, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dig into the CDC director's interview on Fox News Sunday. We are also going to talk uh, Jordan Schachtel, who is an, in, um, he's an investigative journalist. He runs a stack over at Substack, and he has a piece about the war on the virus and how it has completely and utterly collapsed, how it is an utter failure. We're going to touch on that. Uh, We're going to touch on the COVID numbers and the insanity in the Atlantic. I don't think we'll get to it, but in the Atlantic now, we have people, the vaxxed, that are going at each other. And they're saying, hey, are you going to get a booster? No. Are you going to get a booster? Why, yes. How could you not get a booster? Don't you believe in the science? Do you want grandma to die? So (laughs) they're beginning to turn on each other, it seems. But let's start. What do you say? Let's start with Fox News Sunday. So... You know, if you've been paying attention, that on Friday, the Supremes in the Supreme Court uh, heard some arguments regarding the uh, COVID vaccine mandates that came down from the Biden administration. Some of the um, justices embarrassed themselves, shall we say. I would think that's a, a nice way to put it. They embarrassed themselves. Saying things that were so outlandish and so unbelievably stupid and wrong that I can't imagine any American citizen who, you know, even keeps uh, just, you know, watching the news at a distance. Oh, yeah, sometimes it's on in the background and I listen. That person, I think, knows more than what we heard from some of the justices on Friday. So right out of the gate, Brett Baer, and I mean, Walensky has to know this, right? I mean, she claims she's going to media training now because she's so bad at this job. Just as as a question. Don't you think it would be important to be good at this? 
Like you're the head of the CDC during a, a pandemic and you don't know how to talk to people on TV to make them understand what the quote unquote guidance is from the CDC. I tweeted this out that uh, if stupid had a face, it would be Rochelle Walensky. Like this woman, even, in, well, let, you know what? Let's just get to the sound bites and you can be the judge for yourself. So we had Sonia Sotomayor who was talking about how 100,000 kids were in the hospital and a large majority of them were on ventilators, right? That statement was made on Friday. You would think Walensky, knowing she's going on Fox News Sunday with Brett Baer, would be prepared for that question because you would expect it to come. And here's how that went. Find from Friday suggests there are fewer than 3,500 current pediatric hospitalizations from COVID-19. Is that true? Yeah, but, you know, here's what I can tell you about our pediatric hospitalizations now. First of all, the vast majority of children who are in the hospital are unvaccinated. And for those children who are not eligible for vaccination, we do know that they are most likely to get sick with COVID if their family members aren't vaccinated. So the most important thing we can do for those children to keep them out of the hospital is to vaccinate them and to vaccinate their family members around them. Understood. But the we number is not 100,000. It's roughly 3,500 in hospitals now. It, yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> she stumbles around and all she can talk about is how the people should be vaccinated, their kids should be vaccinated, everybody in the house should be vaccinated, make sure everybody, everybody, everybody is vaccinated. I'm sure she probably had hoped that she knew that the Pfizer CEO was going to come out the following day and say this. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection. If the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. And the side effect profile is very bad. Not exactly what we had hoped. But there's Walensky. Vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. And not only vaccinate the adults, vaccinate your kids. In New York City, over the weekend, Eric Adams, we're 10 days in. The guy's a disaster. He's a disaster. I'm calling it now. New York City is not going anywhere but down. It's not going anywhere but down. But back to Fox News Sunday. So she stumbles over the 3,500 kid question and says everybody just needs to get a shot. Then we move on to the kids on the ventilators because we had Sotomayor with all of her grand geniuses that are working around her as law clerks feeding her information that's completely incorrect. How'd that go? Do you have a number of children on ventilators? Do you have the number of children on ventilators, right? Again, so Sotomayor on Friday makes this ridiculous statement that, of course, everybody's going to jump all over. Why wouldn't they? It's completely insane. Wouldn't you think she'd be ready for that question? Do you have a number of children on ventilators? Um, I do not know, have that off the top of my don't head, have it. but what I can say is for, I, I don't believe there are um, any in many of these hospitals who are vaccinated. Oh, vaccinated. So really, the highest risk of being uh, on a ventilator if you're a child is if you're unvaccinated. If you're unvaccinated. She's like a broken record. All we can talk about is, are you vaccinated? Did you get vaccinated? Are you vaccinated? Did, uh, were the kids in the hospital, were they vaccinated? Pfizer CEO. Eh, we know, you know these, this two-shot regiment really doesn't do anything. Yeah. It really is not effective at all. And so the side effect profile, bad. All right, moving along, we're going to talk about the risk to kids. Let's see how Walensky deals with this one. Come on, Rochelle. You got it. You've been doing this for a while now. You should be able to step up to bat and hit one out of the park. Let's see what you got. But the risk of death or serious illness in children is still very small, right? 
Comparatively, the risk of death um, is small, but of course, you know, children aren't supposed to die. So, yeah. you know, if we have a, a child who's been, who is sick with COVID-19, we want to make sure that um, they, uh, we want to protect them, of course. Right. But I'm talking from your data, ages 15 to 24, for example, the risk of death is at 0.001%. So he gives her this statistic. This is right off of the CDC's website that the risk of death in that age group is 0.001%. Okay, Rochelle, here we go. Ready? Um, I, I guess that what I'm getting at in this opening is that the, the Supreme Court is in the process of dealing with this big issue about mandates. And do you feel a responsibility as a CDC director to correct a very big mischaracterization by one of the Supreme Court justices? This one is easy, right? You could hit this one right out of the park. Right out of the park. Perhaps the justice was misinformed, perhaps she misspoke, perhaps there was, you know, she was fed a piece of bad information, whatever the case. You could hit this one out of the park. And you could reassure the American people, some whom have lost their minds because of the ridiculous guidance coming from this ridiculous fool, Walensky, you would think that she would try to ref, um, make some of those folks feel better, right? That the risk is really, really low. But how, how did she handle it? How did you handle it, Rochelle? Yeah, I, um, here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you that right now, 17, you're, if you're unvaccinated, you're 17 times more likely to be in the hospital and 20 times more likely to die. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. It doesn't make a difference what the data is. It doesn't matter. This gets back to what Robert Malone was talking about with mass formation psychosis, where they pick a point and they focus on it and data, information, none of it matters. He just gave her a statistic that says in that age group, 0. 0.0, I'm sorry, 0.001% chance of dying. And all she can say, get vaccinated. Again, not knowing that the Pfizer CEO is going to come and cut her legs out not even 24 hours later. It's unbelievable. And these are the people in charge. These are the people in charge. These are the people that we're supposed to have some sort of level of confidence in. I do notice that Dr. Fauci is not around much anymore. Oh, Alex, you know, I had to take a vacation. I want to sit on the beach and look at pictures of myself in InStyle magazine. I noticed that Dr. Fauci is not around. I think he's not around because the uh, public acceptance of everything that he says is probably in the toilet. He was on an interview with, um, I forget the gentleman's name. He was on an interview, uh, what was his name? It'll come to me. But the, uh, the interviewer asked him, listen, Dr. Fauci, if, it, if indeed it turned out that you as the messenger for information about COVID-19 was being negatively received by the public and they were not listening to your guidance because they're just tired of hearing from you, they've essentially tuned you out, would you step aside? He asked him this question two or three times. And he would not agree to ever step aside, ever. The man is 81 years old. What is he doing? What is he waiting for? What is he waiting for? Sometimes I wonder to myself, is there something that he's trying to protect that he doesn't want people actually seeing the ball of wax? So if he steps aside and somebody else steps into that role and they look to see what is going on, they're going to be like, what is happening here? What is this Fauci guy up to? And I'm not saying that that's the case, but at 81 years old and the dude's working a lot, 
certainly more than 40 hours a week just by the TV spots that he's doing. Uh, let's continue with the clips from Fox News Sunday. So Brett Baer comes along with, you know, how many people are dying with COVID as opposed to from COVID? And this has been a, a question all along that nobody could seem to get the answer to. And then the uh, space cadet governor from New York, Hochul, came out last week and said, I need to see that number. It's like, wow, somebody actually like put an idea in her head and she repeated it and it was something that made sense. But anyway, Bear, go has, Bear goes and uh, asks this question of Wolinsky. Speaking of statistics, uh, it seems to make a big difference if a person in the hospital is in the hospital for COVID-19 or with COVID-19. It's been almost a year since you've been running the agency. Do we have that split on numbers? Um, you know, what I will say is it differs by each variant. What difference does it matter about the variant? We're asking you overall, overall. He didn't ask you by variant. He just said overall, which means that she doesn't know the answer. And then she tweeted out on Monday that the CDC had then determined that 75% of everybody who's died with COVID had an average of four comorbidities. Now, I know that if you've been paying attention, you know that because that has been... That has been knowledge that's been available for probably well over a year now. But nobody ever talks about it. The fact that you need, or the average person dying from COVID has four comorbidities. Four? It's unbelievable. Next clip. Right. But I guess, do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID or how many are with COVID, but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown? Um, yes, of course. With Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to and is, uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, and of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming. You are literally too stupid to insult. <laughs> uh, again, you know you're going on Fox News Sunday. You know what happened at the Supreme Court on Friday. You know the the questions that were asked, the things that were that were hot topics, and you're completely unprepared. I, I'm sorry to be playing so many clips from this uh, Fox News Sunday thing, folks, but I watched this interview four times. My mouth was ha hanging agape, thinking to myself, how does this person still have a job? How is this person still in this role? She's embarrassing herself. She's embarrassing the country. She's an insult to everyone she's talking to. Telling us things that we already know? Next clip. But, you know, the questioning in the Supreme Court also said that Omicron was as deadly as Delta. That is not true, right? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Omicron is not as deadly as Delta, at least by your data right now, right? We are starting to see data from other countries that indicate um, on a person-by-person -person basis it may not be. However, given the volume of cases that we're seeing with Omicron, we very well may see death rates rise uh, dramatically. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I have to stop right there, okay? There is plenty of information from around the globe, from South Africa, where this whole thing started, where they are ahead of us in regard to Omicron, right? We know this. This is true. Why she has to end her soundbite with, we could have drastic increases in death. What was the end of that again? Omicron, we very well may see death rates rise uh, dramatically. We very well may see death rates rise dramatically. Based on what exactly? 
Based on what? Are you seeing that somewhere else uh, on the planet that you, you can't tell us about? Because I bet you if you were, she would be telling us that. To me, it is the height of irresponsibility to be trying to spread additional fear when there are people that are complete. I went to the store today. I was one of two people in the store. There were probably 40 people in there. I was one of two people in there without a mask on. People look at you as though you are an axe murderer for not wearing a mask. It's insane. And you have the head of the CDC who has the data from around the world regarding Omicron, knows that the death rate is lower and that the uh, doctors around the world are saying that it's essentially a cold. There's some doctors that are calling it omni-cold rather than omnicom because it's a cold, because it affects a lot of people like a cold. Yet she has to finish her soundbite with the fact that we could see rising death rates. These people are, they're disgusting. They are disgusting. The next clip makes me even more angry. I'm a former Marine. I served in the Marine Corps. You have those guys who sign up. Nobody forces them to do it. They take the oath. They understand the risk that they could die at some point. If asked to go fight for their country, they're going to do that, right? One of the things that they, you know, when they sign up and they swear to support the Constitution, what are the, what, what's some of the things in the Constitution that they're defending? Is it religious liberty? Is it freedom to practice your religion? And if you have issues with the fact that these shots are made with fetal cells that you don't want to take it, is that, that's totally invalid because that's, that, that's what's happened. These young men and women are booted, totally healthy. A lot of them have already had COVID. They have the antibodies circulating in their system, and they boot them anyway. So Brett decides to ask her about that. And let's see how this slimy little worm answer that, answers that question. Okay, uh, back to the mandates for a second. People are losing their jobs. More than 220 Marines, sailors, um, airmen have been kicked out of the military uh, for refusing to get vaccinated. Healthy service members, uh, some of them have circulating antibodies in their blood from past infections, uh, but they're not the antibodies the government recognizes. Is that fair? Um, you know, I think the thing that's most disruptive to um, any business or industry is to have half their workforce out because they're sick with COVID. We have seen with the Omicron variant that um, prior protection protects you less well than it had with um, with the current uh, with than it had with prior variants. So having previous infection seems to not protect you as well as um, against Omicron. Um, can you believe this woman can't even form a sentence without stumbling all over herself? This is her job. She talks about this every day, all day. This is all she does. You would think she would be able to form a sentence without stumbling all over herself, trying to put it together to make it make sense. And this is supposed to be the person who's communicating to the American people to make them understand what's supposed to happen with COVID, right? This is her, top of the top, best of the best. Let's finish the bite. Right now, I think the most important thing to do is to protect Americans. We do that by getting them vaccinated. Oh, get them vaccinated. Yeah, we just kicked all these service people out of the, uh, out, out of the service, even though they signed up and uh, volunteered. Don't you think that's unfair? Ah, just get vaccinated. Just get vaccinated. And getting them boosted. Yeah, and and boosted. Yeah, not vaccinated not enough. You got to get boosted too. Yeah, vaccinated, boosted. But the Omicron variant is infecting the vaccinated. It, and the vaccinated are transmitting the, the virus. Correct. Um, that is true.
That is true. The vaccinated and the boosted. And then we have information coming out of Denmark. And it was in a piece today in the Wall Street Journal. Information coming out. Give me one second here. Uh, this piece was written by Dr. Monta Genet, who is the 2008 Nobel Prize winner in physiology. physiology. Um, and they wrote in this piece, it says here uh, about Omicron, the little data we have suggests the opposite. One preprint study found that after 30 days, the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines no longer had any st statistically significant positive effect against Omicron. And after 90 days, their effect went negative, i.e. vaccinated people were more susceptible to Omicron after being vaccinated. Let me say that again. Vaccinated people were more susceptible to the Omicron infection. This has been confirmed, this negative efficacy, with data from Denmark and the Canadian province of Ontario. Vaccinated people have higher rates of Omicron infection than the unvaccinated people. So when that, when that walking eggplant moron puppet of a president that we have, Joe Bite Me, walks out there and constantly, constantly says, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I understand that he, he can only fit four or five pieces of information in his brain at a time. But what we have here, according to the data that's coming out of these other countries, is a pandemic of the vaccinated, which is exactly what Geert Vandenbosch and a lot of virologists have been warning for a long time, that we were going to get to a place where those that have gotten the shot are more susceptible to get sick. Yet there's Walensky, get the shot, get the shot, get the shot. Don't you think it's unfair that we've kicked out 200 service members? She just blows right past that. Doesn't even answer the question. Just get vaccinated. Hey, honey, maybe you should have spoken to uh, the Pfizer CEO before you, he had gone out the day after you to uh, totally destroy your narrative. All right, one more sound bite. I'm, so, and I'm sorry, folks. I'm just, this pisses me off. This pisses me off that this woman goes on Fox News Sunday with absolutely no data for the American people, nothing of any value whatsoever than to trip all over herself and verbally stumble around I think this thing lasted like 12 or 13 minutes, verbally stumble around for 12 or 13 minutes and share no real valuable information. Just tell everybody, get vaccinated. All right, one more bite. Before you took this job officially, you emphasized that one of your primary goals was to restore public trust. But in this time, do you think that it's fair to say that the, the trust and confidence of the public has gone down with the CDC. Um, thank you, Brett. You know, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. Okay, I want you to imagine George Patton or one of the great generals in the past, right, where they have a battle that doesn't go so well and the president demands that they come to the office and explain what exactly is happening. What is your strategy, General? What is it that you're doing out there on the battlefield? Well, you know, Mr. President, this is hard. Is she for real? Is this seriously an adult woman who's in charge of the CDC, standing in front of the American people who have been listening to your crap for two years, and you're standing there saying this is hard? 
This is the most, I mean, it is pathetic. I mean, pathetic doesn't even start to really describe what it is that's happening there. This is hard. Let's go back to that bite. Let me skip ahead. Before you took this job officially. Um, thank you, Brett. You know, this is hard. We have ever-evolving science with an ever-evolving variant. Okay, lady, you work for the CDC. You're supposed to be a doctor, right? You understand how viruses work? They mutate. Right? She's saying we have a mutating variant. We don't. We have a mutating virus. It gives us different variants. How is it that I'm not a scientist? And I know the basics. And she doesn't even know how to figure it out. Ah, it makes me angry. Angry. <sighs> okay, you know what, folks? We're going to, uh, let's move to the mailbag. I actually got, thank God, thank you for out there for writing and sending me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred. <laughs> I actually got a couple of emails. And sometimes I do this show and you wonder, like, is anybody listening? <laughs> is anybody out there whatsoever? Uh, but I actually got a couple of emails. So I wanted to, I guess we'll call this uh, section mailbag. How about that? Mailbag. So Phil from Iowa says, is there a video version of your podcast? And I actually talked about this in a tweet on, uh, I don't know if it was on Twitter or Getter. I'm actually thinking of leaving Twitter just because I'm so fed up with them. And I'm just so disgusted with all of, I'm, with, with all of the uh, censorship issues that are going on over there. I'm thinking of just leaving the platform. And uh, just staying with Getter. And I, I, I would leave Instagram too. Instagram's great, like, just for scrolling and looking at stuff. And, but I, I have to say, I'm, I think I'm going to get off of Twitter. But anyway, Phil says, is there a video version? And there's not, Phil. No, I'm sorry. No, no video version. I, um, one of the things that I really enjoy is, and I really enjoyed them growing up, was listening. My dad had these old records of those radio audio shows back before TV was a thing. So one of the things that I really am fond of is theater of the mind. And I want to do that here on the podcast. And I'm going to do more of it. Uh, I'm looking for ways to do it. Um, but I want to uh, add that to the show. So I feel like a video version would sort of take away from that. Um, so no, sorry, uh, Phil, no video version. Karen from Philly asks, how come you only do two shows a week? I'd like more. Well, thanks, Karen. Uh, it's nice to know that people out there want to hear more of my uh, dulcet tones. Hi, how are you? <laughs> um, I currently do two shows a week, and the reason I started doing two shows as opposed to five is because it is a big time commitment, and I wanted to sort of get the formula down right before I moved on to any more than two shows. I think at some point in the future, once I have things rolling and I sort of have the format and like I said, more of the theater of the mind stuff um, woven into the show that I will do more than two a week, maybe five a week, uh, but out of the gate two a week uh, so I don't drown. Uh, pretty much that's what it is. And the last piece of, from the mailbag, hey there, mailbag, is Alan from Florida who says, I see on iTunes that it says your show was started in 2009. Is that a mistake? And Alan, Alan is the eagle eye uh, of the show. He is correct. I did start this podcast in 2009. Uh, but at the time I had younger kids and I had to walk away from it. So that's why it's there from 2009. Looking back now and what, <laughs> what has happened in the podcast space, I, um, I'm sorry that I didn't keep up with it because podcast turns into like such a huge thing and I lost all that time. But whatever, here I am today with you guys talking about the events of the day, which is great. So two more things that we need to do before we get out of here. Of course, we have our woke word of the day. Let's bring in the beta male. Hi, everyone. Hi. This is your beta male here at the Ritz Report. Ah. 
Today's woke word of the day is equity. Ah, equity. When everything is fixed and everyone is happy and all the problems go away, just give us the power and we'll give you equity. Ah. (laughs) Ah, yes. Ah, yes. And, of course, last but not least, on our way out the door... Hero of the stupid. (laughs) Hero of the stupid. Uh, You know, and hero of the stupid generally is always, of course, plugs, a.k.a. Joe Biden, the man in the White House, the man who has the nuclear football, the guy who's holding all the cards. He's got it all figured out. But as we spoke about before, we have Kathy Hochul here in New York, who's dumb as a post. Dumb as a post. You could walk right. I mean, she's almost like the, you know, the person in Wizard of Oz without the brain. So there's that going for her. But she's governor of New York. I'm in New York considering looking at some stuff in Florida. So anyway, she could uh, be in the running for Hero of the Stupid. And and we might have to add Rochelle in there. Rochelle Walensky might be on the Hero of the Stupid list. But until we do that, let's uh, listen to a couple of... um, Little sound bites from our dear leader. Come on, man. Business is realizing they've they've got a they got a price in the car. They they have to price in the price of carbon, and so there's so much. I think. I, anyway, look. I, I <laughs> one, 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 one more question here. Is it too late to aggress the climate change? <laughs> Go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store. President United States. In a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. What happens? <laughs> they make you management. Oh, yeah. It would be a hell of a lot better if we had electric buses. It would change the circumstance on boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. There he is. President United States, everybody. There he is, riding off into the sunset, eating his oatmeal, dripping down his chin. (laughs) And that's going to do it for me today, folks. Thank you for joining me on the Ritz Report here on January 11th, 2002. I will be back on Thursday, Thursday the 13th. Um, And I hope you'll be here to join me. Please send me some more emails. That was really fun. Mailbag, yay! Uh, So we can do a mailbag section. Uh, Send them to Ritz at RitzReport.com. I always like the old. Uh, email. But if you want to go the uh, social way, you can do it on Twitter or on the gram at Ritz Report. And on Getter, I am Alex Ritz. Again, thank you for joining me. And until next time, uh, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) 